we're going to back up a little bit from last week. <clears throat> Let's go to uh, verse 33 of chapter 12. I, you know what I'm. <clears throat> you know what I'm fixing to say. <clears throat> Let me see if I can get a little higher. Where's that button? Yeah. Thank you, Art. <clears throat> Look at verse 33 of chapter 12. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. <clears throat> you brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. Let me say that again. For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. A good man brings out his good treasure, what is good, and an evil man brings out of his evil treasure what is evil. But I tell you that every careless word that people speak they shall be give account for in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. But I tell you the, that every careless word that people speak, they shall give an accounting for it in the day of judgment. In another place in Scripture, Jesus said, Let your yes be yes and your no's be no's. In this day and time, whether it's true or not, people say anything about anything, whether they know what they're talking about or not. You've heard the little story about the man that was at the a dinner party and another people were there too and this one guy looked pretty good and and uh, this fellow was wondering if if uh, who he was and if he knew he what he was talking about until he opened his mouth and he removed all doubt I had a sign on my office in Gaffney uh, I still have it I haven't displayed it in my office here at home. I, maybe I should. But it says, <clears throat> knowledge is a lot like money. If you keep your mouth shut, people think you have more than you do. <laughs> Folks, we need to be careful what we say. And if you have a Facebook account, that's times a hundred because nobody's convinced of anything you can't you can't convince anybody on Facebook and some of the stuff that's put there is stupid you know <laughs> like they said you can't fix it so that's 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 that but remember if you don't have Matthew 12 36 noted you need to but I tell you that every careless word that people speak 
they shall give account for it in the day of judgment. I've told you this before, that before you go to bed at night, when you pray to the Lord, says, Lord, what have I done today that's not pleasing to you? Reveal it to me. And I promise you, He will. Confess it. Forsake it. Try not to do it again. And you won't have to answer for it in the day of judgment. Every unconfessed word we'll have to answer for in the judgment. Has nothing to do with our salvation. It has everything to do with our testimony, which is a word we don't use much anymore. Okay. I've put on you, or Eddie has, or Tim has put on you a little list of scripture, and we're going to run some of those this morning, and I've just put it there so that you'll know. Verse 38 of chapter 12. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. Okay? Alright. Turn to that first scripture, 1 Corinthians 18. 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 25. Just keep turning right. And uh, after Romans, 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 25. You with me? It says, verse 18, For the word of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the cleverness of the clever I will set aside. Where is the wise man? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has God, excuse me, has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed, the Jews asked for a sign, the Greeks searched for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jew and Greek, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Back to verse 21. Pastor Bobby last week in his message talked about that we're all preachers. We're all preachers. And verse 21 says, For the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe.
back to Matthew chapter 12. Verse 38. And some of the scribes and the Pharisees said to him, Teacher, we want to see a sign for you. Now, signs, sign and signs is mentioned 13 times in Matthew alone. And in the previous chapters, in chapter 4, you don't have to turn there, you can if you will, but chapter 4, verses 24 and uh, 23 and 24, Jesus went out of, through Galilee teaching in the synagogue, healing every kind of disease and every kind of sickness among the people. And they brought to him those who were ill, suffering with various disease, pains, demoniacs, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. Chapter 8, we had three people healed that we, we talked about. We talked about the leper, the centurion's servant, Peter's mother-in-law. Uh, in chapter 12, earlier in chapter 12, we talked about the man uh, who had the withered hand and Jesus said I'd stretch your hand and all these miracles had been taking place and yet the Pharisees said teacher we want to see a sign we want to see a sign you know <laughs> their statement says that they had already rejected Jesus. They had already made their mind made up. Had already made their mind up. Verse 39, And he answered and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation craves for a sign, yet no sign will be given but the sign of Jonah the prophet. Uh, we see this a lot in Scripture, an adulterous generation. And what he's talking about there is that their love for the Lord, they're putting Jesus as first place or putting God as first place. He's teaching, preaching to the, to the Jews here. He said uh, they're... They're being adult, adulterer because they're lost. They've left their first love. They've left their, their, the one that they should be married to. <clears throat> of course, by giving a sign, Jesus was demonstrating that they had already rejected him. And, and they had. Have you ever had your mind made up and nobody could change it? We'll pause for station identification. <laughs> a few days ago, well, it's a, been a week or two ago, uh, had a rap on the door downstairs, and two of our Jehovah's Witness friends were there. Um, you're talking about having minds made up, you know? You can be sincerely wrong. You need to know what you know what you know. This scripture 
is everything we know about the Christian life. I've said it and said it and said it and I'll say it some more. Everything we know about the Christian life is in this book. A lot of great men have written a lot of great books, but this is the authority. This is where it stops, right here. I can't talk to the Jehovah's Witness because they don't agree with this book. They have their own book. They have their own book. This has stood the test of time. The Jews had their minds made up. Some people say, well, the Old Testament is the Old Testament. Let me continue reading and look what Jesus said about the Old Testament. In verse 39, an evil and adulterous, adulterous generation craves for a sign, yet no sign will be given to it but the sign of Jonah the prophet. For just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the sea monster, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Son of Man. This is one of, I think, 23 or 24 times that in Matthew, 24 times in Matthew, that Jesus himself identifies himself as the Son of Man. Go to Jonah chapter 3. Jonah chapter 3. Uh, just go to the left a few pages. Micah, Jonah chapter 3. It's not very far. If your, page, if your Bible is like mine, it's on page 790. Just go Matthew and then just back up. Malachi, Habakkuk, Nahum, Micah, Jonah. Uh, we may do the minor prophets. Maybe our next study uh, will, will, Art and I need to talk about it. That's news to him. <laughs> Chapter 3 of Jonah. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim to it the proclamation which I am going to tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three days walk. Then Jonah began to go through the city one day's walk and cried out and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh will be overthrown. Then the people of Nineveh believed in God and they called for a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. When the word reached the king of Nineveh, he arose from his throne, laid aside his robe and said, covered himself with sackcloth and ashes and sat on the ashes. He issued a proclamation and said, In Nineveh, by the decree of the king, and his nobles do not let man, beast, herd, flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water. But both man and beast must be covered with sackcloth and, and let the men call on God earnestly that each may turn from his wicked way and from the violence which is in his hands. Who knows? 
God may turn and relent and withdraw his burning anger so that we will not perish. When God saw their deeds, they turned from their wicked ways. Then God relented concerning the calam- calamity which he had declared he would bring upon them. Back to Matthew Jesus said the men of Nineveh verse 41 will stand up with this generation at the judgment and will condemn them because they repented at the preaching of of Jonah and behold a greater than Jonah is here. This generation instead of accepting Jesus as who he said he was, was rejected him. And he says, Nineveh, the people of Nineveh, will testify that, that something greater than, than Jonah is here, beginning Jesus. Now, if you look across the page, it's across the page in my Bible, verse 25, uh, verse 25 through 29, we have this thing that Art went through about a Satan and how can Satan cast out Satan. And yet the, the Pharisees were, were saying that we believe that can happen, but, but something greater than Jonah is here. And Jesus says... Jonah's going to testify against this generation. 1 Kings, 1 Kings chapter 10. If you go to Psalms in the middle of your Bible and turn left a few chapters and you'll find 1 Kings, 1 Kings. Some people say that, you know, they just like the New Testament. Well, I like the New Testament too, but the Old Testament was given to us for a reason. And Jesus here uh, is quoting from the Old Testament. 1 Kings chapter 10. Now when the queen of Sheba heard about the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to test him with difficult questions. So she came to Jerusalem with a very large crew with camels carrying spices, very much gold, precious stones. When she came to Solomon, she spoke with him about all that was in her heart. And Solomon answered all her questions. Nothing was hidden from the king which he did not explain to her. And when the queen of Sheba perceived all the wisdom of Solomon, the house that he had built, the food at his table, the seating of his servants, the attendance of the waiters, their attire, his cupbearer, the stairway by which he went up to his house of the Lord. There was no more spirit in her. She said to the king, It was a true report when I heard in my own land about your words and your wisdom 
Nevertheless, I did not believe your reports until I came and my eyes had seen it. And behold, the half was not told me. You exceeded in wisdom and prosperity the report which I've heard. Now blessed are your men. How blessed are your servants who stand before you. You can... You continually and hear your wisdom. Blessed be the Lord your God who delights in you to set you over the throne of Israel because the Lord loved Israel forever. Therefore he made you king to do justice and righteousness. Verse 13, King Solomon gave to Queen of Sheba all her desires which she requested besides what he gave her according to his royal bounty then she returned and went to her own land together with her servants Jesus said verse 42 of chapter 12 I'm back I'm back in Matthew now verse 12 Excuse me, verse 42 of chapter 12. The queen of the south will rise up with this generation at the judgment and will condemn it because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, something greater than Solomon is here. Jesus was greater than Jonah. Jesus was greater than Solomon. And yet they gave tribute to the Lord. And yet what Jesus is saying, you want a sign. And I've healed people in your presence and you want a sign. Verse 43 through 45 is some of the same that we talked about in verse 25 through 29. Now, with the unclean, when the unclean spirit goes out of a man, it passes through waterless places seeking rest, does not find it. When it says, I will return to my house, which, which I came, and when he comes, he finds it unoccupied, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes along with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they go in and live there. And the last state of that man becomes worse than the first. That is the way it will also be with this evil generation. You don't play with the devil. He's a strong force. And you can't defeat him in your own strength the only way you can halfway defeat him is through the shed blood of Jesus verse 46 while he was still speaking while he was still talking behold his mother and his brothers were standing outside seeking to speak to him and when someone said to him behold your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak to you but Jesus answered to one who was telling him and said 
who is my mother and who are my brothers and stretching out his hand toward his disciples he said behold my mother and my brothers just reading it you said well that wasn't very sweet you know your brothers and your mother were standing outside and and you didn't even acknowledge them well the back story is this if you look at those last three scriptures we've got listed on the on the thing john 7 1 corinthians 15 and acts 1 i don't know if you can hold your finger in all those places but let's go to john matthew mark luke john chapter 7 this is john's account which is not one of the synoptic gospels uh, chapter 7 verse 1 after these things Jesus was walking in Galilee and he's unwilling to walk in Judah because the Jews were seeking to kill him now the feast of the Jews and the feast of the booths was near therefore his brother said to him uh, leave here and go to Judah so that your disciples also may see your work in which you are doing for no one does anything in secret when he himself seeks to be known publicly if you do these things show yourself to the world verse 5 for not even his brothers were believing in him according to John's gospel at this point in time John's brothers didn't believe in him I mean, Jesus' brothers didn't believe him. His half-brothers didn't believe in him. 1 Corinthians, keep turning to the right. 1 Corinthians 15, Romans, 1 Corinthians 15. Paul is outlining the people who saw Jesus after the resurrection. And uh, verse 3, For I delivered to you of the first importance that I also received that Christ died for our sins according to the Scripture, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve, uh, after that, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, to one as untimely born, he appeared to me. Verse 7, he appeared to James. All scholars say that this is James, his brother which later we know was, was probably the big leader of the church who wrote, who wrote the epistle we have with his name, who was probably the first epistle that was written. So at that time, he appeared to him. Now, Acts 1, go back to the left, go to Acts 1, 1 Corinthians, Romans, Acts 
first chapter. Begin looking at verse 12 of Acts chapter 1. Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, and when which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. And when they entered the city, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. That is, Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Matholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. All of these with one mind were continually devoting themselves to prayer, along with the women, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Scholars say that it was after the resurrection that his brothers came to know him. So, and he appeared to to James. What the Lord told his half-brother, I'm sure profoundly changed him. Okay, back to Matthew chapter 12. While he was speaking, the crowd said, Your mother and your brothers are here. And he said, Behold, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Behold, my mother and my brothers. And verse 50, For whoever... For whoever does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother, my sister, and my mother. Whoever. This is Dr. Ryrie, who I, I, or Ryle, excuse me, There is rich encouragement here for all believers. They are far more precious to the Lord's sight than they are in their own. Their faith may be feeble, their repentance weak, their strength small. They may be poor and needy in this world, but they are glorious whoever. In the last verse of this chapter, which we ought to cheer. Whoever believes in a near relative of Christ will provide for him in time and eternity and never let him be cast away. There is not one young sister in the family of the redeemed who Jesus does not remember. We preach a whoever so will gospel If you want to know the Lord, you can know the Lord. You can follow him in his fullness and be a part of this family. Behold my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father who is in heaven, he is my brother and my sister and my mother. That day Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea and a large crowd followed him 
So he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd was standing on the beach. And he spoke to them in parables. Behold, the sower went out to sow. 